T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And welcome to Touchdown at 10 on a Thursday morning. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets appear to be getting closer to a partnership Josh Harris getting closer to a partnership with Potomac investor Mitch Rails Walt Whitman grad and one-time owner of WTEM and in its infancy when it changed the way we covered sports radio here in this town and at that point the only voices we had were Ken Beatrice and obviously for a little while you had Bernie Smilovitz and Phil Wood up on WTOP doing nighttime sports shows but 24-hour sports coverage in D.C. started when the Rails brothers converted the AM side of WGMS radio to uh, Sports Talk Radio on AM 570. And I had a chance to work at that station before becoming a pro- program director in Norfolk. And, you know, the the, the Rails brothers, in, in a sense, were responsible for for us and for this format here in town. So there is sports intellect, sports interest, clearly business acumen that has made Mr. Rails a billionaire to the point of, you know, alleged net worth near $7 billion uh, in, in diversified uh, portfolios. So he seems to be a perfect partner with Josh Harris if they can consummate um, a partnership make a strong bid that would uh, allow Dan Snyder to, you know, approve their bid and start this process of getting this team changed over and getting the business of football, the focus again, back here in D.C. Because for several years now, that has not been the case. The business of football has not been the case. Whoever the head coach has been, certainly since Ron took over, You know, Ron's been operating like Chris Russell with one hand behind his back. If you've ever tried to walk with one hand behind your back, it's tough. At times, I've had two hands tied behind my back. Well, that's even tougher. So have you. Is that because because the police have put handcuffs on you and escorted you to their vehicle? No. No. For Chris standing here. Yeah. I carry key. Getting mad at you for trying to uh, pull for $1 ground beef on people out there. They think you're a fraud. But seriously, I mean, this is the kind of partnership, Chris, I think that I think the important thing is not only could they buy the team, but Chris, they would be able to invest yeah. in the team. Well, the, the, the thing product, that, the stadium, all that stuff. This is a powerful enough partnership where that could get done. The thing that should excite everybody, not only the money and all that stuff, uh, but if you look at, I think what and you've mentioned this, I think, a couple of times. I don't remember the exact timeline when Josh Harris bought everything, but he has raised the profile of both the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils from, I don't want to say ruin, but from a pretty tough situation, mm-hmm. right? Which is exactly what they were he would losing be. losing a lot of games both yeah, places. Yes, and, and, and not selling enough tickets and, you know, had a plan and whatever. And, and and the other thing, again, a basketball arena is very, 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 very different, okay, than a football stadium in the political climate that you have. But he is partially responsible, largely responsible, along with others, for building, again, a new arena for the Philadelphia the, – the one that they have is fine. The one that they have, the Wells Fargo Center, is – 
15-ish years old, something like that. Uh, I can't remember exactly um, how old. But Pete, he, like, he said, that's not good enough. And there's reasons why an owner would say that's not good enough. I don't know the exact financial arrangement, but maybe he's not getting enough money from the club seats, from the luxury boxes, all that. I'm yeah. sure that's part it's of it. It's built in 96. Okay. So 90. Oh, so it. Wait, Wells Fargo Center is that old? Mm-hmm. Really? Opened in 1996. Wow. Okay. All right. So it, it's older than Capital One Arena. My bad. Um, okay. So, so on. All right, so you have a an arena that's getting up there in age. Let's call it that. Again, I don't know the financial arrangement that they have with the city, the state, all that, in terms of how they get the revenue, meaning does Josh Harris and the Sixers get all of the revenue from luxury? See, I, I, that I don't know, okay? But here's what I do know. He said, whatever the situation is, whatever the situation is, we're going to build – along with David Blitzer, not Wolf Blitzer, we're going to build a $1.3 billion arena. $1.3 billion arena. Now, it's going to... It's it's still under construction. It's going to take a little while. Uh, not expected to break ground. Uh, all that. Um, I'm just trying to check. The arena might not be open until 2031, is what the original story said. It's going to be called 76th Place. Um... They're basically my understanding is they're building it in um, in in the fashion district, or, aka uh, Center City. Okay, for those that have been to Philadelphia, uh, I don't know exactly how they're doing it. I don't know exactly the financing, all that stuff. I, nobody cares about that stuff. But here's what I know, Pete. He said, "You know what? The arena that we're in is not a good enough situation for us for the next." 15 to 20 years that we're going to stay here just because it's here and because it's not bad and because the arena looks fine. We are going to privately fund, privately fund a multi-purpose sports arena. Even though we have one that's fine, we're going to privately fund it. We're going to invest and build a $1.3 billion arena. Again, a football stadium is going to cost more. But he said, okay, there's a potential problem. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to invest. I'm not going to count on Maryland, D.C., Virginia to do all my work for me, to pay, to, to give me the land, to build the stadium, because I'm the Washington Commanders, and I'm Daniel Mark Snyder, and we're very excited about our quarterback. We're doing some great things here, Danny said. We finally have ourselves a quarterback, Danny said. Danny was wrong, as usual. The whole organization was wrong, as usual. Josh Harris said, you know what? We've got a burgeoning problem here, a a potential problem here. You said the arena opened up in 1996, right? Mm -hmm. Help do me some math. That's 27 years ago? Yeah. Even if this place doesn't open until 2030, for argument's sake, okay? After all the red tape, construction, all this stuff, again, it's scheduled to open. I didn't realize it was going to take that long. It's scheduled to not open until 2031, say 2030. Well, you, they might you, have lease situation at the Wells Fargo Center that they got to wait to get good, out of good and point. stuff like that. So, Good good point. But but the point is, is they didn't wait until 2028 trying to leverage and power play everybody to put a shovel in the ground. They did it well in advance. Mm-hmm. And it also helps, who am I kidding, when you privately finance something, you don't have as much legal and political red tape to cut through, right? If you're like, if you're willing to privately finance yeah, something, yeah, I mean, it's like, look ta- here, here yeah. we're willing to give you this mu- amount of money. That's what it, this is right. a real simple transaction, exactly. Uh, at this point, so you know, ultimately though, here's why you get the here's why you get a guy like Mitch Rails involved. Okay, Mitch Rails already does business with the District of Columbia, as you mentioned. Their corporation, mm-hmm. Danaher Corporation, is over on Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm-hmm. Okay? So they already have business relationship with the District of Columbia. He has, Mr. Rails, you know, obviously deep ties to this area, played football at Whitman, you know, has been doing business in this town for a long, long time. Because now, once you acquire the team, you're going to want to do business. You're going to want to do business with the city. 
you're going to want to, as Mayor Bowser, uh, you know, in between sending tow trucks out here to move people's cars all over the place, um, has said that, you know, she's willing to work hard uh, on on the city's behalf to right. acquire, right. you know, the cited RFK. There was that story last week. So they could potentially, you know, talk to f- a football stadium right. there. So doing business with the district again becomes much more viable. Now you have a person that's been doing business in the district for several years, mm-hmm. has the relationships necessary. The ones that Bruce Allen swore up and down to Dan, Dan, I've got them. I'm going to take care of it for you, buddy. I got this, Dan. I'm going to take care of you, Dan. Don't worry. Along with my Coors Light, Dan. Well, I and mean. And my chest hair. The one thing I will say, and I, I agree with Dan considerably, there's no doubt Bruce hosed him. There's no doubt. Well, didn't didn't yes. come through. Um, they probably hosed each other. Eh, it's possible. Possible both contributed I mean, to it, no doubt. Quite honestly, bad people deserve each other. But Bruce sold Dan a bill of goods, and he just couldn't deliver. Yeah. Just didn't deliver. So now you're hoping, if you're Josh Harris, you're hoping that adding an investor like Mitch Rails is the type of person that can then alleviate some of this you know, red tape and negotiations with the city because his companies have been doing it for years now. There's already a long-standing relationship of doing mm-hmm. good business here in the district and in the area. So that's what you're hoping right now. If you're Josh Harris, you're adding that final piece to the puzzle. A, you're adding capital, which you needed. B, you're adding someone that's already got business relationship with the movers and shakers here mm-hmm. in D.C. so that if they do indeed decide to build something or feel like they can build something at the RFK site, I'm still skeptical that you can build this entertainment you know, complex on such a small dot of land down there. But if, if you do want to do it, and it is a viable option for you, at least now you have someone that can talk to the right people right. in the district to help move that potential uh, site forward from a stadium standpoint. Well, and think about it this way, though. Forever, I have been under the working theory that the facility, the daily facility, had to be incorporated and blend into the new stadium and essentially an entertainment district around it, right? Which would seem to me, and I'm not an architect, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a you know DC uh, specialist in terms of what they had... It would seem to me a lot to ask for for that particular site, right? I had told you that people inside the organization had told me, like, the daily facility could be where the D.C. Armory is, and they would Mm -hmm. knock that down, and so on and so forth. But again, I think it's a lot to ask for if you're doing a daily facility, a new stadium, say 65-ish thousand seats. Again, I know the the initial under the Dan Snyder was like 55,000. Maybe they change that and go 60, 65, whatever. I think that's a lot to ask for. However, let me ask you this. Now that we we know Muriel Bowser has been kind of driving this train, at least publicly. Drive that we know that would be part of her legacy. Mm -hmm. We also know that the NFL and Roger Goodell would like, ideally, for this stadium to be on that site. We, 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 we. Sort of found that out last week by the Washington Post story, right? They, they've been talking. It's very important. Well, and, and Eleanor Holmes Norton, a longtime member uh, representing the district uh, in Congress, uh, told us on a show, told me on a show that, you know, that has to be the site. Right. You know, because you're not going to you're not going to buy like Anacostia Park no, no. over here Understood. or somewhere. You know, there's just nowhere else to build something of that significance unless you do it at that site. Okay, so, but here, here's my point. I know it's taken me a, a second to just process all my thoughts. You're right. That's the site. But if you – what if you do this? What if you build the new stadium, 60,000 seats? Obviously, we know you have public transport. What if you build an entertainment district and in combination with that, you build some – because I've heard, and again, I'm not an expert, some affordable uh, housing. Where? Or, or, 
But where? Have you ever been over to the RFK site? Yeah, I've, I've been there. I, I, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know enough about like land. Because and, and, here's, and, here's the problem, Chris. Here's the problem. You have this thing called the Anacostia River. I, I understand that. Okay, on one side. I understand that. Okay? You have... You have the area where D.C. United was practicing on that auxiliary field, which as you're coming in on East Capitol Street, which is the way I always came in from my side of town, you would go around to the right. You could build the practice facility off to the right where D.C. United used to practice over there. Then as you do the circle around the stadium, you have the D.C. Armory right there, and then you you, you have that one auxiliary lot over to the left. Right. So, I look at what Philadelphia. Where if you you we were obviously y- at yes. Philadelphia. They have that one big restaurant Correct. there, right as you you go in Philly Live or whatever yeah. it is. Okay, but then everything else there is stadium. The Eagles practice facilities right. across the street right. from the football stadium. But this is where I was going. What if you don't build? What if you say in order to get the new stadium, and some of the things that people are opposed to. If they can somehow figure out again some sort of like affordable housing or 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 entertainment district or whatever, what if the daily facility either gets put at the the on the land that you own at FedEx Field? Meaning the you land, could do that if because we it's, were talking it's about literally the FedEx, five minutes. Right. Exactly. The FedEx 2.0 property. That's where you build your new daily facility, mm-hmm. not your new stadium. You build the new stadium in D.C. on the RFK site, along with maybe at the Armory, maybe somehow, I, again, I don't know how, some affordable housing or whatever the people down there want that are opposed to this. Politicians and smarter people than me can figure it out, Pete. If you say, all right, instead of getting the daily facility on the same footprint, okay, we have to back off that, build it, put it at FedEx 2.0, while FedEx point. Oh, is still in operation. You build FedEx, you build the daily new facility while you still have the current daily facility in Ashburn. Then you sell off that property once the new daily facility is open on FedEx Field 2.0. And now you have the brand new stadium. You potentially have some of the things that the people, the residents, the opposers were looking for between the DC Armory site and whatever other way you can squeeze it in. And now you have a daily facility, what, seven miles? Seven miles from where all the players would live. All the players would live in either D.C. or they would live in PG County. So Virginia would be on the outside looking in here. But, I mean, listen, we can't make everybody happy. We can't sleep with every mistress. I mean, the the quality, I mean, look. Does that make sense or no? I, I don't know. See, I think you bring up a good point where the players would live at that point. Well, are they I mean, all living they in these condos like here at Thirty Seven L Street, where you're buying a one bedroom for four hundred thousand? Maybe I don't know. I, I I mean, how how long would it take you at seven thirty in the morning to get to FedEx two point oh? I mean, half it, an hour? Look, not even that much. Okay. Down East Capitol Street? No, you you'd be fine. Okay, you'd be so, fine. So I mean, here like here's the thing: they could live in D.C. They could live in PG County. They could live in wherever. They could I mean, live near MGM. To, they would what? all have to live out in the area over by like Wise High School. There's a lot of supreme, there are a lot of big time houses between where Wise is and Upper Marlboro around to Central Avenue out uh, by um, uh, what Lake, man, I forget what the name what, It's Lake something, Lake Arbor. So you would have the players probably, if they're going to live in Maryland, they would live in that arc between Upper Marlboro and uh, Lake Arbor around the Beltway there because it would still be close enough to the facility because Lake Arbor is like five minutes from FedEx Field. So it would be close enough to their practice facility, close enough to the stadiums, certainly on game day, but also present the type of housing that NFL players are usually looking for. There's a lot of unbelievable houses right. over in that area. So you could justify Church li- Road, living there, stuff. moving the headquarters. N- not that they would move the headquarters there just so that players could necessarily live in, in, in luxury, but that is part of the decision, right, is, hey, if we 
if we move our daily facility and it's not on the footprint of our stadium complex, i.e. See, how, I think, how the Giants all, have it at MetLife, yeah. you move it close enough to where they have plenty of absolutely. options and they could easily get to work in 15-ish minutes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's that, not that, that that's, much. That's not that bad. And so, after games, it doesn't feel like a road game, quite honestly, which is one of the biggest criticisms of FedEx Field and where it is and the current daily is, facility. If this scenario works out, think about this. This team has been housed at Redskins Park for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Virginia, in the short term, would seem like a little bit of a loser in this. But then that would open up a lot of space for them to develop out there. Oh, yeah. Off of 28. Oh, yeah. In Waxpool, I think, or whatever it is. I mean, depending on who bought the property. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Virginia would, would lose out from a commander's perspective. Unless there's something, some sort of way that they could figure out something, D.C. and Maryland would benefit because they're getting all the tax revenue from the stadium, the entertainment district, mm-hmm. the players, the coaches, the staff living, the daily facility at FedEx Two Point. To me, it makes all the sense in the world. Do it this way. Now, again, or here's the other you st- thing you have to. Here's the other thing you have to consider. Ultimately, is it more valuable to the new owners to eventually sell that land there? Might they make more money in PG County? You mean, or yes, in by selling okay. the FedEx site once they get a new stadium built? That's a hell of a parcel okay. over there. You're, you're absolutely right about that. But here's my question: A, where would your daily facility be then? One, two. Aren't you going to get a huge amount of money? Theoretically, like you said, for the Loudoun County, and maybe even more for the Loudoun County site. Now, I don't know square footage and all that. I, again, somebody smarter than me is going to have to answer this. I don't know what what how that works, but I understand what you're asking, and, mm-hmm. and I understand what you're saying, but then you would still need to build a new right. facility I mean, ultimately, somewhere. Ultimately, your negotiations with the city of Washington are going to come down to, what do we do with the D.C. Armory site, which mm-hmm. is essentially across the street from the circle? Um, you know, from the stadium entrance. What happens at the D.C. Armory, right, like, on a daily basis, do you know? I'm assuming National Guard-type yeah, activities. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't so, know enough. But ultimately, if you can get that parcel, it will give you enough where you could still have legitimate parking down there because their parking lots are decent. Mm-hmm. There'd be enough because, obviously, the Metro is perfect right there, Yeah. Um, you know, for those that need to use it. So you would have enough parking you might be able to move that your practice field over to the right, that park big parking lot over uh, to the right. Um, I'm just trying to think of it based on where the water is because you got to be sensitive building stuff around the water. That's why that parking lot's over there because it's just a parking lot. It's just pavement. Um, so with the sensitivity to the water on both sides where two of the major parking lots are right now, I just don't know if you could build the type of facility that you would need for a legitimate NFL practice facility there. Um, without in, ad- in addition to the stadium, yeah, saying. in addition right. to the stadium. So, so, so what if you? I mean, it's just a small parcel. People don't realize that. Right. It's so, a very so again, small parcel. My idea would make some sense, right? It would. If you, if you take away the daily it facility would. from that per- particular location, yep. now the question is: Is could you build a new stadium, just a sixty thousand seat stadium, and build an somewhat of an entertainment district around it, it or village? Along with where? I, well, where? that's what I'm saying. I can you? No, no. So not you can't without do any- demol. First of all, I mean, even if you demolish the, I, I would urge you. I, I not that you have a lot of free time. I would urge you to go drive by RFK Stadium. Just drive by it because I've refereed at the schools yeah. over there. I mean, I that been are literally there in- right around the corner. I mean, there you, you're. You can't build a lot of this stuff right. without taking people's houses, okay. and you're not going to do that over there. That's right. just not going to so happen. So if you can't build a new stadium plus either an entertainment district and some uh, uh, affordable housing, you, and the, if you can't build a new stadium with a daily facility, then are, are, are we – okay, so, so, so then we're just looking at maybe a new stadium. Yes. And that's it. Pretty much. Which is going to do what? Isn't it going to piss off everybody going to the new stadium if there's no entertainment district around it? Not really. Why can't you build? They bitch and moan about it at FedEx Field. Why can't you build a restaurant 
underneath attached to your current stadium. You mean at FedEx? When you buy the when you build a new stadium, why uh-huh. couldn't you, you why can't you make that as part of your little state oh, as okay. the stadium I itself? I, okay, I got gotcha. you. Well I, I'm telling you, please drive over to the RFK site. All right, but 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 what good is that gonna do? I mean, I've been there. What because good is that gonna do? Me? I'm just saying because the things you're suggesting, like building affordable housing. Pete, and, I'm telling you, this is what the problem is. This is what people want. I, this is why it hasn't been in the works, in addition to the fact that they hate Dan Snyder. No. This is no, the opposition Chris, to building Chris, a new stadium that's there. BS. If this team builds a brand new stadium and wins football games, guess what? People are gonna show up at the games. People for years showed up in droves at RFK got their ass on the Metro and went home afterwards with no problem because that team was winning football games for the better part of two decades. No, it hasn't. The world has changed. Yes, it is. No, it hasn't. When they were at RFK, nobody cared about bars and restaurants and entertainment districts. Chris, they were drawing 90,000 freaking people at FedEx. Because they were winning championships. That's right. You just made my point. There's no guarantee to winning championships. You just made my point. There's no guarantee. Chris, they drink 50 to $100 worth of beer inside the freaking stadium during the Not game. Not everybody they does that. They don't care whether places, there's Buzz's Bar no, right around want the corner. places to go before no, the game and after no, the game. No, they don't. They do. They buy $100 th- worth Pete, of beer from Pete, some guy you not paying who attention brings it to, the, to their lap. Pete, are you not paying attention to the ballpark right down the block? Do you think that people buy $100 worth of beer inside Nationals Park? Or yes. Do you think, or, or do you think they'd rather have the experience of, hey, walking out the center field gate and going, to Big Stick and to uh, Bar Louie and to this and to that. And it's great that they can do, Chris, it's great that they can do that and gather socially afterwards, but guess what? You don't We're think talk- that matters? Chris, there's a hundred, I mean, there's 80 freaking baseball games. There's eight. Eight football games. Okay. That's it. There's not nine if you now we have seventeen if you draw the right season. You're, Maybe if you have a playoff game, you got ten. Okay, okay. What about all the concerts? What about all the what about all the events Again, that they're going to have? That's there? fine. That's not that many dates when uh, you get down to the grand scheme of things. At least seventy five by the time the there's season, three hundred and sixty five days in a freaking year. I know they're not going to have an event there every it's day. It's not like but they're the, going to punch me. It's not going to be just reserved for the Redskins or the Commanders. Chris, I understand that. I can buy beer and food inside the stadium while I'm watching you're, my event. Okay, you're 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 missing the point. People, no, I'm not. Yes, people, people want the no, entertainment no, experience I think you overvalue attached that. to going to a sporting I event. I think you overvalue uh, that. I think you undervalue. I think you overvalue. I think if, we need to if take they a break. build a sixty thousand seat stadium and that team is winning twelve to thirteen games a year, guess what? If there's going to be 60,000. That's the ultimate point, Chris, is to build a football team that wins games. Okay, but they if haven't they been suck, able to do that for 30 if they years. they suck, it doesn't matter what kind of burger joint or steakhouse you got sitting around the stadium if they don't win a football game. Because guess what? Nobody's going down there anyway. So, so people are – so if you build nothing around a new stadium – People are just going to flock to the new stadium because it's at the RFK site with nothing to do before or after the game and really not enough room to expansively tailgate. Yeah, I mean, you'll have a little room to tailgate, but people can, again, Chris, people are not going to starve inside the stadium. Pete, you're missing the point. Nobody, no, I'm not. Nobody, nobody wants not to pay $13 for a beer. They do it every single season, Chris. They, they do it because there's no other choice when you're in the stadium. The point Chris, is, if this team why is do I want to go in the new games? St- people aren't going to say, "Oh, I can't go watch them today because they're going to charge me thirteen dollars for that Bud Light." That that that's not the crux. The, the, you're missing the crux of the argument. Three hundred one two three zero zero nine eighty. What am I missing? Help me. Help Chris make his point to me. What am I missing? 301-230-0980. We're halfway home on a Thursday morning. Mitch Rails potentially joining the Josh Harris group. That would be a power couple of finances indeed. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Halfway home, Thursday morning, Mitch Rails allegedly joining potentially the Josh Harris group, local investor, deep pockets, incredible businessman, build a fortune. One time, oh, hey, hey, he would share that in common with Dan Snyder. Chris, if you think about that, they would both have owned this radio station in some capacity. About that, they'd share that in common. Again, they could probably own this radio station again if they want. Just DM us. <laughs> we'll get you in touch with the right people. Before we get to the calls, and appreciate your contributions. Yeah. We'll get to those next. Um, got breaking commanders news. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from our uh, colleague, Grant Paulson, over on the 106.7, the fan GP, side. are you with me? Jeeps woke up this morning and started firing off breaking news. Bobby Ingram is the new commander's wide receivers coach. Uh, Bobby Ingram was um, with Wisconsin last year in college football, and he's previously worked with the wide receivers and tight ends with the Baltimore Ravens. And ironically, the Ravens hired Greg Lewis yesterday as their wide receivers coach, who was on Eric Bieniemy's staff, who a lot of people had connected the dots on and thought Greg Lewis – was coming over here, and I think he actually even met with the commanders about the position. Instead, he goes to Baltimore, and Bobby Ingram, the former NFL wide receiver, and again has was on Wisconsin staff, was on the Ravens staff previously mm-hmm. as wide receivers and, and working with the wide receivers and tight ends, comes over here and is the new wide receivers coach replacing Drew Terrell, who went to Arizona as the pass game coordinator and wide receiver coach there. So that answers that question, which I was wondering about, especially when I saw the Greg Lewis news yesterday. So Bobby Ingram going to come in and be the wide receivers coach and what a talented room that he has to work with going forward. So very nice getting that solidified. And obviously it helps Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. start to develop things with his coaching staff as well. So before we yell at each other more, um, which is fine, sometimes it's going to happen. We feel passionately about some things, right? And, and I freely admit, you know much more about this than I do. But, but here's here's what I, I just wanted to point out real quickly um, and that is and that is this uh, and I just tweeted it um, just so that everybody could see it from the Sam 40a article last week in the Washington Post uh, and I didn't give Sam credit on the tweet because I didn't have enough uh, room so I want to give him credit uh, right now in the Sam 40a um, uh, column from last week about how Mayor Bowser and Roger Goodell had a phone call and whatever, and they discussed and they want at least D.C. to have a seat at the table for a potential new stadium. Okay, again, there's lots of issues, the land transfer, so on and so forth, what have you. So apparently just a week after this meeting between Bowser and Goodell, she appeared at that farewell RFK stadium event in at the site, right? The last time people were going to be allowed to actually go into RFK Stadium before its dem- demolition. She said, quote, the 190-acre site was large enough for, quote, recreation, housing, jobs, and then in brackets it says better access. I don't know what exactly that means. In other words, they to would, the river. you would have, you would, you would, they would be able to build up 
uh, the infrastructure okay. around there. All right, so better access to the river and professional sports. She reiterated that she believes D.C. taxpayers would support a stadium at RFK. So whatever you think of the mayor, whatever political side you're on, the mayor of Washington, D.C., is saying, and again, I have to believe she has some sort of better knowledge than I do, that the 190-acre site is large enough for recreation, meaning a park, a playground, what have you, housing, presumably affordable housing of some sort, jobs, presumably meaning around an entertainment district, better access to the Anacostia, which was one of the things that you were kind of bemoaning as a stumbling block to building and expanding that area and professional sports. So when you hear that, before we get to the calls, what do you make of that? I mean, again, the question ultimately is going to be, is how much area are you going to have to park? Some people will drive. Some people don't trust, can't get access to, and don't want to ride on Metro. So you're going to have, and, and they're going to want the, the team's going to want the parking revenue. Okay. We know that. So my ultimate question is, whose houses are you knocking down to renovate? Are you building these kind of monstrosities right here that we've built around Nats Park? Maybe she has this impression that, oh, they built all these things around Nats Park. We can build those over there, too. I mean, now you go a mile over toward Minnesota Avenue. Are you going to knock some of that stuff down and rebuild? That's not going to be affordable housing for, for people in that part of southeast and northeast over there. So you go the other direction. Going west in the city, again, are you knocking stuff down to build? Or are you going to try and, you know, jam like these places are right here? They're all jammed together. Are you going to try and jam those in? Yes. And in around that site over there? Yeah, it's not going to be expansive paradise in suburbia. Does the 190-acre site encompass the D.C. Armory or not? I don't know. My guess would be no, but I don't know that. I mean, it's just based on a quote and based on not being a, a land surveyor. I don't know that. It's That's a great question. That's seeing a circle of where yeah. that 190 acres question. is. Again, again, the Nash, what has, real quickly, what has made Nationals Park and Capital One Arena so awesome over the years? It's not just winning teams. It's the experience. The experience that you could walk out or in the door at Capital One Arena moments after having a great meal at Carmine's or wherever, okay? Chris, do you know what? I've gone to games at Capital One for years. Outside of the McDonald's that's right Pete, outside Capital One Arena. You're a cat, man. Chris, you got to remember, 80% of the people that are going to the arena can barely afford the tickets that they're buying, okay? We can't afford all the restaurants and everything that are around there. Outside of utilizing that McDonald's one time or buying some chicken fingers at a concession stand at Capital One, as soon as the game is over, I leave and go to the parking garage, get my car, and I leave. Yeah, There's Pete, actually a Chick-fil-A right outside Cap One now that there just is? opened up like maybe a month two ago. Wow. So, I, have not, I, I haven't been there since December, so I, I don't know exactly. All right. Somebody please help me out. Would you say you're the norm? I would Somebody think- who shows up at, at 658 – for a 705 game, walks right in the door and walks immediately out the door and doesn't care one iota about I the entertainment district around the percentage of people are like that than you think. Oh, I don't know about that. I think, I think if you're going to a game, even if you're on a tight budget, you say, okay, we're not going to 80 games. We're not going to 40 games. We're going to three games a year. Chris. But on those three games a year, we're going to have dinner at the D.C. Chop House, at no. Fogo de Chao, no at Carmine's. Chris, I can't even afford those places oh, if I wasn't going can. to the game. You can. You just no, don't I want can't. to. No, I can't. Yes, you can. You don't know what I have to pay for. You can. No, I can't. You have 17 jobs. Yes, to make the ends meet that I have to meet. That's why. Because none of the jobs pay me a so fortune. You, so you can't one time a year. One time a year. Take you, Kelly, and Brenda to a Capitals game and then pay $150 at Fogo or Carmine's or no, whatever for dinner. No chance we're doing that. Not at all. When we go to a game, Brenda suggests to Kelly and I that we stop at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A and eat on the way or eat before we go. That's how that's how I believe 40 to 45% of people that attend a sporting event. Because 
they save their money just to go to the game. The game is expensive as it is. I, I agree with that. Way too expensive. I, mean, people, I just disagree that people don't. I, I again, I like I see it every day during the baseball season down here. What do you think all these restaurants are doing down here? It's not just for b- baseball. It's because people go out to eat incessantly and drink beer incessantly year round. That's what people like to do for entertainment. They don't go to the park. They don't go skip to my loo and to the sound of music. They don't go to shopping malls anymore, Pete. They go out for beer and for food and for the experience. My friends That's in the country, we buy 12 packs. <laughs> <laughs> we Pete, buy 24 you, packs. Pete, you live in the weeds. Okay, I'm just you saying. Know, I, I mean, not everybody's like you. Chris, who's uh, first of all, first of all, as soon as they built FedEx Field, LeVar built a restaurant over there thinking that, oh, with the LeVar name and everything, that people would, I mean, yeah. that people would flock to it. Tif- d- difficult to get to, isn't it? it? No, it's it was, yeah. it's right off 202. No, you got to cross over the highway. You got to get out of the FedEx footprint, and then you got to cross over the highway, don't you? It was right off of 202, where, where the stadium's right off of 202. Right, but you got to go over the highway, don't you? you know, it, it takes th- it would take it take three minutes to get from FedEx uh... to the restaurant. You're missing my point. The, the point is perfect on that, too. There's an example. If the football team's only going to draw eight games a year, okay, yes, you're going to have concerts, other things like that that are specific, and again, different type of crowd. People that are going to go watch Taylor Swift may not be the same people that are going to go watch a Commander's game, okay? Again, it's a big ticket. People, parents going to save up that money to get their kid to that event. But that doesn't mean they're going to go to Barney's Bar and Grill that's sitting outside the stadium and hang around with their 13-year-old at a place like that after going to a concert. It's probably not going to happen. Yes, there's going to be some. There's going to be some people that will want to do that. Yes, there are people that exit. Let me look. 8,000 people show up at a weeknight Nationals game. Right. How many of them do you think go over to Salt Line when the game is over? A couple hundred? Uh, That's about it. Maybe, but how do you explain 40 restaurants are down in this immediate area? And some of them have already closed and become other restaurants in that time. True. And part of it is because of the residents that have have well, locked down you have the here. Department of Transportation that's got a right. gazillion employees. Right. you got the Navy Yard, which has got a gazillion military people that are all down here now. Within walking distance, they can certainly Understood. come down here. My point to you is, is how many people that live over on Minnesota Avenue are going to walk across the East Capitol Street Bridge and afford what is going to be built up around that area? Those people that live on Minnesota Avenue on the other side of the bridge are not walking over to the freaking chop house to buy a $70 steak. That's not happening. Maybe not, but the people that are going to a commander's game, Eight they might. times. To 20 concerts. To maybe, again, as I said, 8,000 people show up on a Tuesday night game. Maybe 100 go to Salt Line, Walters, all these places around here. Big stick when the game is over. Or sit down there before the game. That only happens on game day. It's a handful day. of people. That only happens on game day. Yeah. I mean, I was here on a Saturday in late October at Audi Field to watch a college football game. And the play, the entire Navy Yard was mobbed with people. Because that's what people do. They go out to eat constantly, incessantly. How many of those people were actually going over to the football game? Chris, you got to remember, you have all of these condominiums and everything. They're, I, I mean, they dwarf I under, this I area understand. Now. There's it. That's why you're building affordable. Of, when they say affordable housing, I, if I, I don't, I don't mean joint, like you're building five hundred dollar per month condos. Four hundred thousand dollars for a one bedroom right across the street, right here. Those people that live over in Northeast are not affording that. That's not affordable housing for them. It's not. Well, they say affordable housing. I don't mean it's truly affordable, can, but they may, maybe instead of charging $5,000 per month in rent, maybe it's uh, $3,800 a month in rent. Those people on Minnesota Avenue over there can't afford that. Well, what, well when people keep figure out that they can't afford 5000 right behind us, maybe they go over there and they live there. That's po- I mean, it's possible, but again, you're, I, 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 again, I would urge you. One day when you have a couple of extra minutes and you're not as stressed when the show is over, just take a trip over okay. that circle and drive around the circle and look at the area. You'll get a better idea 
of what I'm talking about. 301-230-0980. We'll get to your calls next. Russell will tell us what's trending. All right, as we just mentioned, Bobby Engram, the new Commander's Wide Receivers coach, first reported by 106.7 The Fans, Grant Paulson. Uh, he was with the Wisconsin Badgers last year. Wide receivers, tight ends work in Baltimore before that. As we opened the show, as we've talked about throughout, and that, of course, leading to our RFK discussion, D.C. billionaire Mitchell Rails apparently partnering with Josh Harris, the current owner of the Sixers, and the New Jersey Devils, who's already toured the Ashburn practice facility uh, in their attempt to buy the Washington Commanders. So says Adam Schefter, Rails, the co-founder of the Danaher Corporation uh, on Pennsylvania in Northwest. Meanwhile, Sean Kemp, former Seahawks legend, Seahawks legend, Supersonics legend, should say, an NBA star booked for an alleged drive-by shooting at a mall in Tacoma, Washington yesterday, and that's what's trending. Three zero one, two three zero zero nine eighty. You filled up the lines. We'll get to you now. We'll get to uh, Marcus Washington coming up top of the hour. Georgetown's debacle of a season is over. Let's go to line one. Jeff in Vienna. His roommate in college, allegedly best friends with Mitch Rails. What's up, Jeff? Yep, my my buddy was a uh, Whitman grad. The uh, the learner kids went to Whitman, and uh, the. Mitch Rails, I know I met him at one point in time or another. Um, and then he went on to Miami of Ohio, where the business school is named after one of my best friends from high school in Cincy. The guy who founded Cintas has his name on the business school at Miami of Ohio. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, it's very, very nice. If uh, I knew I should have dated his younger sister when we were in high school, but that just never happened. So, um, a couple quick off topics for you, uh, directed more at Pete. One, good riddance to Jim Beheim. It's long overdue. And Pete, if you were officiating a game that involved either Tom Izzo or Draymond Green, how long would you take their lip for before you sent them packing? Uh, it's a fantastic question. I tend to ignore loud people on the sidelines unless they're talking directly to me. If you're using an F-bomb to me, I'll tee you up. But I, 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 I'm I, a guy that officiates, again, I've been a player, a coach, and an official, okay? And I've watched them as broadcasters. People are competitive. People, as long as you're, as long as you're not F-bombing me and making it personal, I don't hear you, okay? Okay. You can sit over there and say okay. what you want. Now, the stuff that Draymond does on the court, I think, is a little bit different. You know, I think you have to maintain the integrity of sportsmanship on the on the court. So as long as he's not making it physical with dudes, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of let him have their fun. But as soon as it doesn't become fun and it becomes something else, and you see a potential scrap that could be coming, that's when you have to step in and unfortunately maybe levy a technical foul at that point. That's okay. what it's there Good for. Good answer. That's what Good it's answer. there for. So, but a lot of people don't top. officiate that way, though, uh, Jeff, at any level. Okay? Got you. You know. Got you. So. so, back to the topic at hand. I have a couple thoughts. Chris, number one, if they move to RFK, the players are simply moving from RFK to McLean or North Arlington. The football players are not living in PG County. Uh, one of their teammates got shot in a carjacking in D.C. last year. So I mean, you, I mean, you can get shot anywhere, though. I understand that, but they are they would they would stay on this side of the river would be my guess. I, and, I mean, well, not if, not if they have to not if they have to commute from McLean or or uh, what, what did you say, Alexandria or, or, or wherever? Yeah, North Arlington. Okay, North Ch- Arlington. you're just across the bridge. Yeah, yeah n- not if they the have bridge. to commute there to the FedEx 2.0 property. And I'm telling you, this team, whoever the new ownership is, the league, whatever, they ain't building it with, oh, let's make sure the players feel safe. They don't give a damn. Nobody gives right. a damn. Nobody gives a damn that we've got to come here every day and, and you know, and, and deal with people getting shot left and right in the Navy Yard. Nobody cares. Yeah, and uh, a couple of my real-life experiences, when I go to the Nats game, I get there early just because of my seats. I like to watch batting practice. I like to have the players walk around right in front of us. 
The sausage guy is right at the top of the portal. There's a great beer stand right at the top of the portal. I might be the outlier. Um, I don't wander around the Navy Yard necessarily from time to time. And at, in Cincinnati, right in between the Red Stadium and the Bengal Stadium, they built the entire entertainment district, much like you have down at Nats Park. And I go to a Bengals game, and I'm at the at the big hopping bar, you know, outside the stadium, two hours before the game. That's my point. Hanging with all my hanging with all my buddies, and uh, and I, I think the third experience is, you know, tail more online. So tailgating at Bird Stadium, you're pretty far away from all the bar district on Route One, um, kind of isolated, and everybody, you know, and Maryland sells beer at football games now too. So everybody gets their fill on in the parking lot because there's nothing else around. And I'm in the mid-level donor lot, and all the college kids come in there and steal all our beer and half of our food yeah, anyway. I, I mean, listen, <laughs> Jeff, we appreciate you as always. I mean, there's a million different like things, and people do different things. To Pete's point, not everybody goes out to restaurants and, and, and soaks up suds after a game or before a game. To my point, a lot of people do. And a lot of people like that. And a lot of people just don't show up at 702 for a 705 game. That's that's it. That's that's the whole point. 301-230-0980. More of your calls next on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.